0: So, uh, well, welcome, welcome, anyway, to the um, Brides in a Hurry podcast series. Delighted to have you. And um, I really wanted to ask you a little bit about your background um, and why you decided to write the book.
1: Sure. Well, I attended Pepperdine University in California, and I studied creative writing there. So I've always wanted to write. Um, I obviously am a hitch in a hurry bride. And, in fact, my entire relationship was kind of a hurried affair, and um, I had known my husband since I was two years old, <laughs> and once we decided that we were in love, it's like, let's get married because that's the whole point of being engaged is to not only have a wedding and a huge celebration but to be married so um, during the time of our engagement, I started looking everywhere, you know, how do I do this quickly? We knew that we wanted to do it in under six months, and honestly, I couldn't find anything out there. I had various wedding planning books that I'd read through. I had all of the magazines. And nothing had a timeline that fit with my schedule. So of course I decided to write one. Um, I contacted D Weddings, which is a company I worked with. It's based in Dallas. And they do um, a fabulous wedding magazine. And I talked to their editor about just doing a column, a weekly thing, um, so that I could help other brides in the same situation. So I began doing that column, um, I would say that was in March when we got engaged, and I continued it through our wedding, which was in July of that same year, um, 2013, and after that point, when the column was finished, I realized I had about half of a book written already, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and um, create a more permanent, um, you know, thing that other people can use as a resource, so that's how Hitch and Hurry came to be.
0: Oh wow, wonderful! Well, i've I've seen I've seen the cover of the book, which looks amazing, and I was going to download it and start reading it myself, but I thought no, I'll 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 speak to you and come to this with an open mind. Um, but I but I will I will definitely download and uh, and read the book because uh, it's a it's a topic that interests me as well. Hence the hence the title of this uh, podcast, really, brides in a hurry. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, it's it's, it's cool. Well, I, I I seem to get called upon um to do whirlwind weddings. I don't know why, but uh, I've, I've written a few articles about it. And um, yeah. I mean, as I mentioned to you in email, I've, I've had a couple of inquiries in for the 1st and the 2nd of August this year. Um, mm-hmm. yes, wow. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's cutting it very fine, isn't it? Um, so, Which which leads me on really to my next question, which is, I mean, why, why do you think that more couples are becoming late planners?
1: I, I really have noticed a trend, um, not with, a lot of couples who are my age, but then there's also couples who are maybe on a second marriage, and they've gone through the, you know, the huge wedding planning process before, and they're just looking now to be married. Um, In terms of my generation, I think maybe we just feel that time is of the essence, and um, of course, there have been some budgetary, you know, concerns. We've had some hard economic times, and Mm -hmm. wedding planning can be very expensive. Now, I don't think that by shortening the length of engagement, you're necessarily going to have a much cheaper wedding, but it can help to save costs because you're really focused on the end point, which is marriage um, as a priority. And so you might feel more comfortable saying, okay, well, I can't get the tablecloths I want in the amount of time. Who cares? Yeah. So I think that um, kind of budget concerns, I think that just wanting to be married um, and just feeling ready for adventure, I think maybe all of those things are adding up and encouraging couples to go ahead and get hitched in a hurry.
0: Yeah. I agree actually and i I like the way you focus on the you know it's a, it's actually about sort of getting married as opposed to the you know the the, the show i mean it is it is lovely obviously when people can and and want to put on a big show um, right. but 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 really it's and, and i I sort of quite often am drawn back to this you know it's it's about the marriage isn't it it's about the actual act of of, of getting married um which which is the focus. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think that, I think the focus for, for a short, uh, a short, uh, engagement, um, is, 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 is really helpful. Um, so what, what are the, um, what are the sort of the main things that you discovered, um, in, in, in your own sort of wedding planning journey and, and that you've, um, you know, included in the book to help others?
1: I think the first thing that I discovered is that it's very important to be flexible um you know it's fine and great to plan a wedding in four and a half months like I did but you have to know that you might not get your top choice and everything and you have to be okay with that and again for me that all went back to keeping my perspective and that okay I'm, I'm planning this quickly because I want to be a wife not because I want to throw the party of the century yes. and like you said, I can totally appreciate those big blowout weddings. I love to see the pictures. I mean, I was all about stalking Kim and Kanye's affair because it's, it really gets your imagination going. But for me, um, I just wanted to be married. And so, I again, I had to really remind myself it's important to be flexible. And I really encourage that in my book. I also encourage brides to set a budget that they're not going to go above. But to set aside certain saves and certain splurges. So maybe you really um, are going to save on your wedding dress, which that might seem kind of counterintuitive to some um, or even countercultural. But you're only going to wear it for 24 hours versus you want to maybe splurge on um, a really fabulous photographer because you know that you're going to look at those photos for the rest of your life. So I talk about issues like that. And then I also encourage brides in my book Um, to seek premarital counseling and to really invest as much time in their future marriage as in their wedding day um, and all the plans that they're laying for that event. Um, I think it's so important especially if you are getting hitched in a hurry that you have um, wise counsel coming in that you are going into it eyes wide open that you're acknowledging that marriage is not just this fairy tale that um, is all about a beautiful event but that it's a real life and there's This everyday element to it that you need to be prepared for. So I cover all of those topics and more in my book.
0: Excellent, excellent. I I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to read through it myself. Um, So where where can people um, where can people get get hold of the book? What's the best way for them to to get hold of a copy for themselves?
1: Right now, Amazon. um, It's available worldwide. And then also, um, I have some other partnerships in the work, but in the works, but for now, Amazon is your best bet. You just need to search Hitched in a hurry and it'll come right up. It's available in paperback and in ebook. And this is actually the paperback version.
0: Oh, so yeah.
1: it's really cute. And you know, I kept it short and sweet for a reason because yeah. if you're a hitched in a hurry bride, you don't have time to read 400 pages um, teaching you about the difference between a trumpet-shaped gown and a mermaid. Absolutely. So I, I kind of trust that information to the bride herself and give her the essentials that she absolutely needs to know.
0: Excellent. So, so they can dip in and out in sort of bite-sized chunks and put it in the handbag and, you know, read it on the commute, things like that?
1: Exactly. That's exactly how I envision it.
0: Excellent. Okay. well, I I will put the um, I will put the link um, on the, you know, on the on the on the introduction uh, for this so that everybody can get hold of it really easily. Um, So um, so what are you what are you working on now? I mean, what has this led to for you?
1: Right now, I am in the midst of just continuing to promote the book. Um, I've written a bonus chapter as well. It's called What Happily Ever After Really Means. Mm. And that's kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier, just... Preparing brides even while they're in the midst of wedding planning that there is a real life waiting for you at the end of the rainbow and um, That it won't always be perfect, but it's so beautiful and just encouraging them to start thinking in that direction Start thinking long term even while they're planning this more short-term wedding event. So I've been working on that Um, I have some other ideas in the works in terms of love and marriage and um, books but for now, just continuing to focus on Hitched and Hurry. And then I also work as a freelance um, writer. I do creative content. I do design and artistic work. And so I'm um, just doing a lot of that.
0: Okay. So, so you're a freelance. So you're actually a business owner as well?
1: I am. Um, I consider myself kind of a startup business owner. I left my full-time job shortly after getting engaged. And um, my husband actually really encouraged me to pursue... My freelance ventures, that's my passion is to help clients find their voice and um, communicate their brand to the public in a way that's strong and that really represents them and so that's what I've been doing freelance
0: wow, so you're busy a busy lady, and how are you finding married life?
1: You know what I love it. Um, <laughs> we got married relatively young I was twenty three and he was twenty four and um I think that I maybe anticipated it to be a much bigger transition, but it feels really natural. Um, you know, I, I talk about this in my bonus chapter, but it's it's funny to go from throwing the bouquet to throwing laundry in the washing machine. <laughs> so that's a transition, but um, when you're doing it with the right person, it's just a joy, and um, I feel like it's a, a huge blessing. And um, I feel like the Lord really brought us together, and I have no greater joy than to be uh, not only a bride, but a wife.
0: Oh, wonderful! Well, you're you're an inspiration to uh, to, to to both brides to be and aspiring business owners, I'm sure. Um, so, I was going to ask you if you could leave our listeners with your top three tips for planning a wedding in six months. What would what, what would they be? Oh, damn. Hey, you're back.
1: Oh, perfect. Is my <laughs> let's see, is my video back
0: too? Uh, oh, it's coming. Yeah, there you are. Wonderful. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Skype. Skype didn't like my question.
1: And <laughs> it, it said, "Okay,
0: we're done." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did you hear my question, or shall I repeat it? I didn't. I didn't hear it. Okay. I, what I said. What I said. I wonder if you could just leave our, our listeners with your top three tips for planning a wedding in less than six months. What would they be? Put you, on oh, the, wow. put you on the spot.
1: Oh, oh, yes, for sure. Um, well, my number one tip is, regardless of, you know, the amount of time that you're engaged, the amount of time that you have to plan your wedding, is just invest in your marriage. Um, if that's through premarital counseling, if that's simply through going on dates with your future spouse, really, really think in the marital direction. Um, and I and I even comment on this in my book, but I don't want to be a downer, but you know, we all know what the marriage and the divorce rates are. There's mm-hmm. kind of a 50-50 survival rate. Mm-hmm. And if you want um, all of that money and all of that time and all of that energy that you put into planning your wedding to pay off, you're gonna want a lifelong marriage. So prepare for that. My second would be stay organized. <laughs> it is so important when you're working with um, a short amount of time To just itemize out the things that are most important to you, um, name your top five priorities, and take care of those first. So obviously you're going to want a place to get married, you're going to need food, you're probably going to want something to walk down the aisle in, so you'll need a dress. So tackle kind of the big things first, um, especially venues, because when you're booking um, on a really, really short timeline, it can be hard to get the ones that you want. So, um, again, just make that itemized list and stay very organized and on top of things and it will really help in the long run. And then I think third is, I mentioned earlier, but just stay flexible. You know, um, I think that we all from an early age as women, we imagine the wedding as being this fairy tale and it really does have a fairy tale element to it. You're dressed up, you have your hair and makeup done, it's just this beautiful occasion. With friends and and family, but it won't be perfect because nothing is perfect in this life. So just being um, realistic and being flexible. And if if things go wrong, if you can't, you know, get the cake flavor that you want, then just go with the buttercream that they offer, and it'll work out great.
0: Wonderful. Oh, those, those are really, really good. Really good. So, uh, yeah, So t- basically, so time. Stay organized. Manage your time. Was it? Mm-hmm. Stay organized. Yes. And be flexible. Yeah, I think I think the flexibility thing is uh, is, is is always an issue, um, as you say, because if, if if you get you know a blinkered approach, especially if you're trying to do things in this short time frame, um, mm-hmm. it's it, it's 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 just not going to work out, is it? This is this is where we can see Bridezilla appearing. <laughs>
1: exactly. I even have I have a Bridezilla quiz in my book, and I talk oh, about that. You know where. It's okay to communicate your vision in a respectful and a kind way, but when uh, you're laying down the hammer and you know you're throwing cake during a tasting because it's not the flavor that you requested, there's probably a problem there. So, all about perspective.
0: Yeah, wonderful. So, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that you didn't have any. You know, you're not a wedding planner, are you? I mean, you, you, you've, have you have you learned all this experience from from planning your own wedding, or did you have some sort of background? You know help that that uh, that other people might not have
1: well, actually, because of um, just my experience with the wedding world now, through my book and uh, and everything, I work with a team of event planners here in Dallas now. Oh, yeah. but um, during the time of my engagement, I had a fabulous um, wedding planner who was actually a close friend. And um, did helped me to stay organized. So um, I, I don't consider that I hired her because she is a dear, dear friend who really just helped me in many ways. But I learned a lot, um, and through her, and she helped me, you know, find those vendors who would work with me on a short, uh, a short timeline, and to sort out all of those things. And her name is Brittany Pelfrey, and she is a wedding planner in Birmingham, Alabama. So I learned a lot from her.
0: Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Because when I was sort of make, you know making my notes um for 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 our chat, you know I, I sort of, it sort of led me to, to question you know oh are you are you advocating to not use a wedding planner? I, I wondered if it was something that you would you know be sort of expressly uh, trying to convey to people. But 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 you're but you're you're not saying that, are you? You're you're sort of saying that you know it is it is of benefit. But obviously, ultimately, it's the bride's sort of responsibility to to keep on top of these three key points that you mentioned.
1: Right. Because, you know, I think very rarely does a bride just completely hand over everything and say, okay, wedding cleaner, Produce this. I know it happens. Um, for me, it was more of a partnership yeah. where she offered guidance and I brought my vision to the table, and there was a lot of communicating back and forth. So you have to know what you want. Um, you have to have some ideas in mind and be able to communicate those if you are working with a wedding planner like I
0: did. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's the working together um to get the end result in 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 the time frame isn't it and presumably within budget i mean how did you sort of how did you manage your budget you know with with, with the time frame did you did you set a budget or did you just sort of say if we have to pay you know dear for things um then then we will
1: I did set a budget Uh, I'll tell you we did end up going over it by not by much but by a little bit um, just because we decided to have a destination wedding. We fell in love in South Carolina while on um, a a family vacation with both of our families and so we decided that you know we're planning this on short notice let's make it a vacation not only for ourselves but for all of our friends and family. So um, I I think I thought that doing a destination wedding would actually be cheaper but it can add up very quickly right. uh, when you're talking about, you know, it's, it's very easy to do a destination wedding at a hotel. Um, but if you do that and you're using their on-site venues, there, I think that there's maybe a higher cost involved just because it is almost all-inclusive. Yeah. So that added up quickly. Um, we did end up cutting some corners on different things. Like I decided that I really loved the rustic look of um, a reception table without a tablecloth. So, um, nixing table linens for us saved money Right. to kind of counteract the venue space that we used, if that makes sense. So again, it's, it all goes back to finding those things that are important to you that you want to splurge on and then the things that you're comfortable with saving a little bit and, um, and maybe cutting out some of the unnecessary frills.
0: Yeah okay cool prioritizing as you as you right. said before so um so what uh, two questions questions are coming into my mind now um so how many guests did you have um and how did you deal with your um invitations because this is something I get asked a lot um you know oh what's the you know what when should we send them out and you know especially when there's a short time frame so how did you deal with those two things uh,
1: I believe we ha- ended up having about 85 who came to the wedding, which we felt like was great, um, especially with the short notice. So um, we did actually pare down and and keep a much smaller guest list than I think we would have done had we gotten married in Dallas, which is where I'm from. Um, and it, it really turned out wonderfully. I mean, it was a very intimate, very beautiful, very spiritual wedding, which is exactly what we wanted. And um, it, it gave us some fun options since it was a smaller group. Instead of having, you know, an evening wedding and having um, a lot of time on the dance floor, we actually had a, a morning wedding at 11 and then had a brunch. And then we had a beach play day. So we all oh. went out and played beach volleyball and got in the ocean and just enjoyed our time on the South Carolina beaches which was really cool Sounds uh,
0: wonderful.
1: right so that was fun and then in terms of invitations that's something I encourage in my book is the second that you getting engaged and you know that you want to do a wedding in six months or less you've got to nail down that date yeah. and get to work on the stationery because Um, I don't think that getting hitched in a hurry is an excuse to bypass etiquette. Um, I think that you still have to give guests as much heads up as possible. Um, so if, you know, there's one girl in my book who got married in 10 days, so she let people know, I'm sure the day after she got engaged, Hey, we're going to have to do this this weekend, um, because they were actually moving overseas soon after their wedding. So if you have to do it by evite, I know that that's not preferable but get it out there as soon as you can. Um, I, I think that a minimum of four to six weeks still applies, but I think closer to 10 to 12 if you're aiming for a destination wedding. So again, it's just about choosing that date as quickly as possible and then finding a resource that can work with you quickly to produce um, the stationery. And luckily, there's great online resources these days. I used minted.com, which they had a fabulous turnaround time um i know that there are lots of other online stationery um options that you can use where you can kind of custom design your own um papery and then they'll they'll even send it out for you so that's a great option if you're on a short timeline
0: yeah excellent no i I like that you say that you shouldn't um sacrifice etiquette um Uh as you say i mean trying to do things uh trying to do things nicely um is 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 probably uh you know, is, is a good, is a good idea. And what, what about your dress? Because obviously, as we know, you know, the lead in time for a lot of designer, um, dresses, you know, is, is, is at least six months. So, I mean, what did, what did you do with your regards to your dress and and what would you recommend for other people?
1: That's really funny that you asked that because one of the first, um, quotes that I use in my book is, You'll walk the aisle naked because when I went into different dress shops, that's honestly the impression I walked away with. They were like, you're crazy. There's no way you can get in a gown in six months or less. But, um, you know, I ended up finding some some very high-end shops in Dallas who would accommodate my speedy timeline, and I actually walked away from gowns there because going back to the saber Splurge conversation, I just decided... I'm only going to wear this dress for, you know, five to six hours maximum. I just don't want to spend my money there. And that was just a personal decision I made. So I actually ended up getting my dress. It was a Vera Wang white label by David's Bridal. And then I customized it with a really cute um, kind of bohemian turquoise belt. So um, David's Bridal and shops like that can have a really quick turnaround. I got it in about two months, which worked out perfectly. Um, there's also great off-the-rack options that you can look at. I even know a couture designer here in Dallas who has made a wedding gown for someone in a week. Now, I don't think that yeah. um, that's typical, and you shouldn't expect that. But um, there's definitely resources out there that you can go to who can, um, who can help you find the trust of your dreams. And I, lastly, I know that there's a lot of great, not only vintage shops, but wedding gown resale shops who um you can find are really, really gorgeous gowns who have just been maybe worn once um, that it make great great options.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, no that's 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 all good. That's all good. Um and um what about was was there anything that you felt kind of didn't go to plan or was there anything that you were disappointed in that you know that you that you couldn't have or that you couldn't have okay. the exact thing that you wanted because of the time frame?
1: In terms of the wedding itself, I can honestly say I didn't feel that anything was lacking. Um, You know, we didn't have a live band, but again, we had chosen to have more of a fun beach day, so that didn't really bother me. Um, We still had a DJ who introduced us. We still got to share some fun um, first dances between ourselves and then with our parents, which was great. Now, um, in terms of where we had our wedding there were some issues with in terms of, like, the blocks of rooms that we had reserved for guests. And so our guests would arrive, and maybe their rooms wouldn't be ready. And that happened to at least a dozen of our guests, which was a little bit stressful oh, yeah. um, during the week of the wedding. So from that experience, I just learned that as a hitched in a hurry bride, it's really important to um, make that extra effort for your guests and to call ahead, to touch base, you know, two weeks before, one week before, um, just a few days before you arrive at your destination or wherever your venue is, um, just to check in and make sure that everything's going to go smoothly because as a bride, it added a little bit of extra stress on me that I think could have been avoided. So that was kind of our non-perfect thing that happened
0: right okay and I mean was that was that as a direct result of 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 getting married quickly or was that just a, a hitch that you know could happen at a hotel at any time
1: I think it could happen at any time um especially because we got married during a high beach season yeah um but I think that if I hadn't been in such a hurry I might have remembered to just call and to check in and remind them of what time our guests would be arriving. Right. And that sort of thing. So it just kind of slipped through the cracks and then all of that last minute um planning push.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. And so with regard to your other, you know, the other um the suppliers, so the photographer and, you know, I mean flowers, they they everybody was, was, was able to, you know, provide what you wanted within the time frame.
1: They were. Um, Now, for our photographer, we contacted about three different ones, I think. And I think the first two that we talked to didn't have our date available. And also, because it was a destination wedding, we were calling vendors sight unseen. I mean, we had never met them personally until we did did one fly-out trip to meet with some people face-to-face. But we were just going off of their portfolio of work. Um, so by the time we called our third photographer, we really loved their aesthetic and they had our date available. So we just had to make a snap decision and and kind of go with it. And you can see that as either an advantage or a disadvantage. I saw it as an advantage as a hitch in a hurry bride, because when I decided on a vendor, I sign that contract and it was done. There's no looking back, no second guessing. Now, if you're somebody who likes to have that freedom to change your mind, (laughs) that might not be for you because, um, you really can't look back when you're trying to plan a wedding on a short timeline.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be decisive, haven't you? You've got to, you've got to make that decision. You've got to go with it and you've got to stick with it. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wow. Um, Carly, I, I think um I'm gonna um thank you. Very much for for sharing, um, you know, sharing with us a bit more about the book and you know the the reasoning behind it, etc. Um, I can't wait to um, download it and read it myself now. <laughs> I can't wait for you to either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like your reaction to to some of my questions. It sounds as though I kind of set those questions up, but but I I, I really didn't, and um, they they were just you know just sort of what came to me um, as we were we were we were going through. So I'm going to say thank you so much for for joining us um and i'm going to actually stop the i'm going to stop the recording now so that we can um so that we can have a little chat freely